0: Hi, Tamika. Hey, Clarion.
1: How you doing? I
0: am doing well. I hope you're doing good tonight.
1: I am. I am. That's
0: good. Okay, so um, I'm just going to take some time to introduce you. I Mm -hmm. really appreciate you being here um, on the show, especially since I know you're busy. I know that you are a stylist. I know that you're a wife. I know that you are a mother, so... Your time is greatly (laughs) appreciated. No Um, problem. And for being the first guest on the show, girl. Yes, you really, (laughs) I really (laughs) appreciate that. So the purpose of the show tonight is to talk about mental health, um, but specifically alcoholism as well um, when it comes to women of our generation or people in general, but specifically how it affects Black women, Um, I'm going to be honest, when I saw you discuss your journey, I was very surprised, I was very Mm -hmm. surprised, um, because I would, I just never would have thought, like looking at you, I just, I never would have thought, but I appreciate you being so transparent about it, you know, Um, and I just wanted to give you a platform to actually talk about it, and, you know, give, you know, give us a little more insight um what has happened how your life has changed how you're taking control of it you know everything that's going on um so i'll let you go ahead and start okay your journey
1: okay well uh i'd like to say thank you so much for uh reaching out to me um i consider it an honor a privilege um just to be, you know, invited as a guest and your first guest. So (laughs) I'm excited about that as well. Um, A little bit about me. Um, I'm a Southern Georgia raised girl and um, originally from Atlanta. And um, what made me realize that I had an issue, um, I went off to college and, um, You know, didn't think much of it then, you know, and um, my last year of college, I got pregnant with my son and I had stopped drinking and um, I I had my first drink when I was 18 years old and um, I knew the feeling, but I didn't know what it tasted like because it was in like some punch and uh, just to sum it all up, um, got married and uh, then I had my, I got pregnant with my, my second child, my daughter. Um, and while I was pregnant, I had a, the thought ran across my mind was, Oh God, I want, I wish I had a shot right now. I'm stressed. And I was like, what in the world is wrong with me? Like, why would I think that? I didn't think this way with my son. Like what do you know what's happening or what's going on? And as I began to like, I didn't consume any alcohol during either pregnancy thank god but while I was pregnant after I had that urge to drink I began to flip through the pages of my mind um and just look back over my life and I was like dang I've been reckless like oh my gosh I think I have a problem with alcohol and um I both of my parents um have this addiction. Um it runs in my family, uh drug abuse and uh alcoholism. And um my mother, uh she, she doesn't mind me uh breaking her anonymity. She has thirty years of um being clean and sober. Oh wow and yeah, and I'm thirty two, so you know. And then my father, he died from alcoholism. Um, His kidneys failed. He was on dialysis and he said he's going to drink until the day he dies and that's what he did. And so, I began, while I was pregnant with my daughter, I began to talk with my mom and I was like, Mama, I think I have a problem. You know, why, why, why would I think that? And that's when she told me, she said, well, the reason that you have such strong urges is because I drank when I was pregnant with you, and it was like a blow to the chest. It was, it, 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 it. I was just like, oh my gosh, like that is that why I feel like I'm in the ring with this beast? Like I'm, I'm on one side, alcohol on the other side, and you know, um. But at the same time, although it was like. Dang, it gave me hope because now I knew what I was up against. I knew, I, I was like, whoa, okay, I can see who my opponent is. I see, okay. I see what this is. And I told my mom, I said, I'm so scared to deliver this baby because I know they're going to give me, you know, hospital grade, top quality, you know, drugs for, mm-hmm. for the delivery. And I was just like, I, I don't, I don't want that you know, and, um, yeah, that, that's what started this journey of recovery. And, um, let's see, I was 28 once I come to that realization. So that was four years ago, but, um, I did well, I had my husband's support and, um, Life happened and, you know, some speed bumps along the way. I got in my head and thinking, oh, well, I don't have a problem. And I was, it was maybe like, I will say two years, not including like my pregnancy, but two years uh after giving birth that I had, you know, I hadn't consumed anything. And oh, I was wow. like, oh, I, I can handle it. I'm, I'm okay. And then... There come that same cycle and um <sighs> it's it's some twists and turns in the story, but um Wow I'm, <laughs> I'm is- here today. <laughs>
0: you are, you are, and I'm so glad to hear that. I I didn't even know the part about your parents. Um, but I can I can definitely um relate to that you know not even trying to put my father's business out there like that but honestly it is what it is you know my dad he was a diabetic but he was also an alcoholic and i really and i know that yeah, i know for a fact you know that the alcoholism is what led to his death along with the diabetes so it's scary you mm-hmm. know it's mm-hmm. it's really scary to think about it and you know you think about i don't know if you remember in like psychology learning about nature versus nurture mm-hmm. like am am i really you know is this genetic you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying or mm-hmm. how much control do i really have over my own life that i won't make the same mistakes you know um mm-hmm. that my parents made but i mean it sounds like you have made some excellent choices that you were able to recognize that on your own you know like did you ever have anybody else come to you and say hey you know you seem like you're drinking too you know you drink it too mm-hmm. much or was it something that you just knew
1: yourself I, I knew it myself and it's it's the grace of god and and i can i humbly say this but i thank god that i haven't been mandated to do anything to go to right. treatment recovery mm. i didn't have um friends or family tell me anything, but that's because I hid it. I hid it. I can't that was my my little secret. Um you would see it see me with, with a water bottle with a clear substance in it and wouldn't even know it's straight vodka. You know, um that's just how I rolled and I kept it a secret in um at first my drinking I I, at the at the time, I thought was motivated by oh I wa- oh man I'm 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 more social and okay I'm more outgoing you know but it's like as time progressed is like I'll forever be chasing that first time that I drink mm-hmm.
0: I'll forever Don't
1: be listen-
0: chasing it chasing, chasing your first high That's yes what they call it, you
1: know mm-hmm. chasing your first high. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Business. well mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you had the support of your husband mm-hmm. you know that's amazing that is mm-hmm. amazing and when you mentioned that you um you know that you hit it well I'm so glad that you said that because I think that there are a lot of people who probably feel like because they're functioning well mm-hmm. you know they're still able to do their day-to-day life they still mm-hmm. take care of their kids they still pay their bills mm-hmm. so you know some people have you know they have their mindset like I take care Mm of my kids. I take care of my household. Mm -hmm. So what I do outside of that, that's on me. Mm -hmm. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, they're able to function. Mm
1: -hmm. But the
0: thing is, you don't want to get to a point where you can't do that anymore. Mm
1: -hmm. You know? And it's it's always going to eventually get there.
0: And it's, you know, because you never know what could trigger it. Honestly, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and it's scary having something that you feel like you have to depend on.
1: Mm -hmm. you know
0: honestly and not to even you know try to go off on too much of a tangent but i feel like i can relate to a certain extent i've always been kind of scared of becoming addicted to alcohol because of what i've seen it do to family members and stuff um Mm -hmm. but you know when my dad passed girl i said started um he was out in nevada and you know weed is legal out there you know and It was, and that would seem like that was the only thing that could kind of keep me from feeling like I was about to have a panic attack. The only thing that could keep me calm, you know, Mm -hmm. at the time, because that was intense, you know, losing a parent. And I'm sure you Mm -hmm. understand, you know, losing Mm -hmm. your dad, that's tough. That's Mm -hmm. tough. And what do we do whenever, in in a lot of black families, what do we do whenever Mm -hmm. we lose somebody? We, you know, we cry, but Mm -hmm. you still got people up there, people bringing liquor you know mm-hmm. i don't know if that's just mm-hmm. my maybe that's just my family you know what i'm saying because we be we you know we that's how we cope you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and and i just didn't fortunately it didn't turn into a habit for me but i just didn't want any. i didn't want to feel like i had to have anything for the rest of my life be it a medication be it a drug you know you don't mm-hmm. want to feel like you are dependent Mm So I think it's amazing That you were able to recognize that On your own you know, Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people are not And I will say this When I was working with um, I was interning back in 2017 I interned at a substance abuse facility Because you know I was getting my masters In clinical Mm -hmm. mental health Um, Mm -hmm. I interned at a substance abuse facility When I tell you These were the most hard working Dedicated People I ever met in my life, and I'm not even saying that like to be funny, but these mm-hmm. people were people who had been addicts and who had mm-hmm. been mandated by the state to mm-hmm. come to this after they got out of jail, or else they were going to go back to jail. I mm-hmm. saw these people working. People that was just getting out of job, um, out of jail had to had to have a hard time um, finding a job because of their records and mm-hmm. things like that. But when I when I'm talking about dedicated. Like these were some dedicated individuals. So mm-hmm. I just I just admire the strength, you know, because it's a lot of people that don't bounce back from that, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so how do you feel like this has affected your children? I know that your youngest one, she's kind of young. Um, does mm-hmm. your son, are, are you open with him
1: about um, it? Is
0: it about?
1: He knows that I go to meetings to talk quote-unquote but i i can't sit and act like you know oblivious to the fact like oh yeah he probably doesn't see me like go off or you know like well dog why mama just cleaning the whole house or oh you know what i'm saying or even smelt it you know what i'm saying and that that was the initial reason for me stopping to drink um because I was like, dang, someday, I, I pray that my my son doesn't grow up and expect a woman to smell like alcohol. You know what I'm saying? And be gravitated towards that. So to answer your question, I, I was more rigid and more like controlling back then. Um, and back then wasn't even that long ago, let's be clear. But um, he he's experienced a lot. He's experienced a lot. I it's it's the grace of God. It's the grace of God that um, and that I have the husband that I do. That he talks to our children. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know our parents were baby boomers, so it was like you know yeah. you you seen and not heard as a child. You get your butt whooped for talking mm-hmm. while grown folks talking or you get hitting them out you know what I'm saying stuff like that yeah. but like mm-hmm. we don't do that anymore so we kind of talk to them we haven't outright said it I, and I and I don't know if me I'm even ready um, to have mm-hmm. that type of conversation to be like hey have you ever seen mom do such and such or or how do you you know have you noticed? Cause he's very smart. Ten years old, he's very bright, and uh, I know I'm gonna have to face the music. You know what I'm saying? You know, but um, he's a pretty understanding kid, and um, I all we always make it make a point to apologize, even about the simple things like, "Hey, Mama was wrong. I'm sorry." It could be yeah, you know, I yelled at him. Hey, I'm I'm sorry, son. I went off Or my husband. Hey, hey baby girl, I'm i I'm sorry. I I shouldn't have went off like that, you know, so Oh um,
0: that brings up a really good point because you're right. Like I think this generation, you know, we're really trying to correct a lot of things that the previous generations did. And no, you know, no disrespect mm-hmm, to our mom's mm-hmm, age guy. But we know that it's mm-hmm, some things that probably could have been done mm-hmm, a little bit. So I think it's mm-hmm. good that you're being so open with your child. And I understand, like, I mean, you don't have to come right out and say, hey, you know, mom has a problem. Because he might not even realize it, especially being that you were, you know, it didn't affect you taking care of him, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. he might not realize, and girl, I can't believe that he's 10 already. You was just <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> you were
1: just pregnant. I know. It's oh, crazy. Yeah.
0: Oh, I still remember having class with you while you was like eight months pregnant Mm-hmm.
1: With
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They grow up fast. They do. They but, do. Um, but yeah, but that's that's good. And it's amazing that you have such a wonderful um husband. How did your family feel about you putting it out there that you had a problem being so open about it? Have you gotten any backlash about that?
1: Actually, I haven't. I thought I was. I was, man, I was so scared. But I was like, I got to be liberated, like, internally. I was like, I got to be liberated, you know? Because I kept it hidden. Like, people look at me and don't know that I be drinking straight, you can say, rubbing alcohol. You know, like, they like, oh, your skin looks so good. Oh, you... Oh, you, and I'm like, if y'all only knew, like. And it
0: does. I'm <laughs> amazed. Like, <laughs> like, Tamika, I'm amazed. I'm like, girl, because, I mean, you know, not even trying to be funny, but I know mm-hmm. a lot of people that drink and it affects their skin. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen some people's teeth mm-hmm. be messed up mm-hmm. behind that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you just up here just looking like you've been drinking, um, <laughs> eating and going to put some <laughs> berries all day. So, Kind
1: of alcohol. <laughs> right, but right, you know, you I think yeah. I think it comes from the 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 good that my mother um put out because she's been in recovery for so long, and I didn't know why she would always say drink your water, drink your water, you need to drink water, drink water, Tamika, and be telling you know all of my my siblings drink water, you need to drink water, and so I be you know I consume, I be binging. For you know, pretty much all doggone day, from the afternoon from noon to to night, and then the next day you know feel like crap and everything else. But I begin I get that water in for like two or three days, and then I start back on that binge again. So wow. <laughs> as crazy as it sounds, I, I I do get the water in, but it, I think it's partly you know genetics and. But my mom always told me. Be good to your body. Be good to your temple. And, um uh, man, that's my shero, man. My mama. Yes.
0: Um, oh, I'm I, so glad. I'm, I'm so glad that your family is so supportive. Because mm-hmm. I can tell you one thing. My mama is not that open when it comes mm-hmm. to stuff. It's some things that I really want to. And I probably will eventually come out and talk about them. But my mom is the type. Don't tell all your business, mm-hmm. why are you talking about this? Mm-hmm. You know, just keep it quiet. She's very private, and I mm-hmm. am too. But mm-hmm. solid, I always say this solid testimonies do not save souls. Mm-hmm. It's a reason why when we go to church and they get up there, I don't know about these new <laughs> churches, but I know the old school churches, every Sunday they get up there. You who got a testimony, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because you have to you never know who you reach. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You never know who you might be helping. Mm-hmm. And if God has been good to you, you've been able to overcome something. You know, why not talk mm-hmm. about it? Why is why is there such shame a- yeah. around so many things? I don't understand. It's like they yeah. put this, they put the drugs in your face. They put the alcohol in your face. They put all of this stuff around us all the time for us Mm -hmm. to consume. But Mm -hmm. then, whenever somebody has a problem or starts getting out of hand, oh, that's taboo. Like, why is that taboo? Whenever (laughs) every time we come around, we can't be around. You Mm -hmm. can barely even go to a function without alcohol being there. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's almost to a point where some people feel like they can't really have a good time if they're not drinking. Mm -hmm. It's just so much of the norm, you know? Um,
1: And and it's. It's it's interesting you said it about your mom because my mom was initially like that uh, because she came up uh, and and I grew up in NA and AA, you know, as a kid. But uh, that's the thing. It was like it's anonymous, you know. And when I first posted online, I think I got maybe like three or four hundred likes and then people were just DMing me. And my mom was like, well, me just be careful, you know, you putting all that out there. And then I told her the response I got and it it changed and shifted her entire perspective of the whole, you know, the personal anonymity thing. You know, I I don't never tell what I see, what I hear. I, Mm -hmm. I don't do that. Everything is confidential with anybody that talks to me or, you know, shares with me. But I was just like, mama, it's people out here hurting. I mean, I had husbands writing me talking about, can you please help my wife? Um, wow. Wives writing me, can you help my husband? It, it was, it and, I, and the crazy thing, it was just like, I just sat there and I told my husband, I said, babe, come here. I was like, these people are writing me, and I just broke down crying. And he was like, it's Girl, okay, you about babe. to make
0: me cry. You know, I'm a girl. You know, I'm a, <laughs> a bucket of water. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing, though. It, that it, that it, really it that is amazing.
1: And it's people who are friends with me on Facebook just because other people shared, like, I oh, think wow. it was like a, a picture of me, and I just broke down everything. And, um, I'm still friends with some of those people to this day. And some of them are long-term recovery. Some of them oh, wow. still doing the cha-cha and the tango like I am. I mean, I'm committed this time around. Like, I can't I can't let the disease trick me into thinking I'm the smartest person in the room. Like, I truly have to surrender to God. Like, it's, it's life or death. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't play with it no more because every time I drink, it's blackout mode. It's, it's a it's it's a it's a runaway train with no brakes on it, you know what right. I'm saying so wow, so I, how has mm-hmm. your
0: family been supporting I know you said mm-hmm. they've been supporting mm-hmm. you, but how do you feel mm-hmm. like prime example, the mm-hmm. holidays are coming up, mm-hmm. and alcohol is going to be everywhere. I don't know about mm-hmm. your house, mm-hmm. but I know. For me and my
1: house, we serve the Lord and we drink. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how that works. I don't know how them two really yeah. go together. Yeah. But somehow, that's how it works. You know? Yeah. so um, It's um it's interesting because um let me see. my When I go to my in-laws, um they don't do that or consume that. Like my mother-in-law, I love that lady so much. Um, She's a minister and she don't you know, deal with that will be around that. And then, like, my mom, she's in recovery, so she don't be having that around her. So it's kind of like um, I'm shielded right now, which I'm glad. And um, my friends um, here where I live, they so supportive and respect, you know, um, my, my walk and, like, a friend of mine, we she had a kickback at her house and me and my husband went and uh somebody there was, like, uh, oh, Tamika, you want something to drink? And my friend was, like, no, don't offer, don't nobody offer nothing, you know? (laughs) Off limits, you know, and I just, I appreciate that, you know what I'm saying? I was, like, hey, like, I appreciate that, so, and, um, my village is. I, I love my village. I thank God for my village. But one thing that I have to do on this journey is be transparent with my village. Mm-hmm. I have to. Yeah. I have to. Is even though I may think it sounds crazy coming out my mouth, I have to be honest. Like, you know. So, I'm. I'm. I'm so. I'm so happy. I um. The shame is off of me. You know what I mean? I think it starts with there, you know. Oh, once, yeah. once the shame is removed, you know, then you can open up and, and talk, you know.
0: And then when you put it out there, it's like people can't use that against you. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like and not saying that people will. I think that sometimes in our minds what we think will happen is sometimes the total opposite. Like, you know i'm not sure if you might have thought prior to putting Mm -hmm. it out on on facebook like oh people might talk about me people probably gonna you know Mm -hmm. you might not have expected to get as much love and support Mm -hmm. and sometimes that ain't that's just your mind playing tricks on you you know
1: it really
0: is -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so do you have anything that triggers you
1: wanting a drink mhm everything no <laughs> no <laughs> but seriously um being a mom and a wife mm-hmm. because i um I'm, I'm i'm for those that don't know i'm a veteran and um just i have somewhat of that militant mindset mm-hmm. to where everything has to be perfect i have to perform perfectly it has to be done right um and I get overwhelmed, I get overwhelmed so easily, and um, even yesterday, my son was, something as simple as, what's for dinner, and my heart started racing, I'm like, hey, can y'all leave me alone, please, I'm trying to figure, you know, and um, those are my triggers, or, or just, just feeling like I, I can't accomplish it all. Like, I, I give myself these big to-do lists and I as of lately, I've been going to meetings every day and not because I know it's detrimental. At first, I was like, oh, I ain't got to go to meetings every day. Uh, whatever. You know, I ain't got to go that often. Mm-hmm. Hey, I grew up in NA and a as a kid so it rubbed off on me. Girl, no, it didn't. It did not rub off on you. Period. Like you need to be in there. This is a whole new, whole new playing field. This is this is brand new. Like don't and 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 that's the cunning part. It says cunning, baffling, and powerful. It'll trick trick me into thinking that I that I don't I don't need all of those you know steps or those things that that uh, guide me in this recovery journey. But I do. So to answer the question, triggers. Are and then there, there are even triggers when I'm happy, it ain't even got to be like a stressful thing. It's like I feel like I'm on top of the world, I feel good. And it's like, oh, I can have a drink. Hmm. I'm, I'm good because I had at, at one point I set up these parameters where I said, okay, if I'm sad, angry, or mad, or lonely, I'm not gonna drink. But even that don't work because when I'm happy, I want to drink. And so it's just like, those are the triggers. And I really have to call on my higher power, which is God. And I have to moment by moment, not even one day at a time, moment by moment. God help me. You know your daughter. You know me. You know I want it to be perfect. You know I'm a perfectionist at me you know and then at first i was like well dog is there gonna be some backlash you know because i'm a hairstylist i opened up about stuff i i hear people people in the salons pulling up turning up you know what i'm saying so it's like wow this this thing is really something because it's deemed socially acceptable it's a liquor store on every corner Oh, you yeah,
0: know what I mean
1: that
0: that neighborhood is, mm-hmm. it's it going be right next to the church mm-hmm. right next to the church yep. it's so, like, it's, you know it's not like I tell people with alcoholism because I had a friend a few years ago that I used to work with um, who was a recovering alcoholic and I, I went to a meeting with her um, one time just to see you know how things were um, how things were and I had to do it for my class as well Mm -hmm. And it's just something that you never think about, like, if somebody is recovering from crack, you know, not even Mm -hmm. trying to be funny, Mm -hmm. let's say somebody Mm -hmm. is recovering from crack, you're never going to be at Applebee's with your homegirls, you know what I'm saying, after -hmm. after work, and somebody just pull out a crack pipe and be like, (laughs) hey, girl.
1: You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep.
0: Mm-hmm. That's probably not going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Not saying
0: that they can't end up in a situation where somebody might not offer them drugs, mm-hmm. but they will probably have to do a little bit more to go out of their way to be in a situation to where somebody gonna be offering them crap. Mm-hmm. Whereas with alcohol, it's literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like the first thing you go to a wedding, they mm-hmm. pour in champagne, they got mm-hmm. wine, they got an open bar. You go to any cookout, my mom, now my mama don't drink and my brother don't drink, but everybody else, oh baby, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. drinking, you come in there, you getting offered wine and it's like, and honestly, I would never think about it if I didn't have like this going on with my dad, if I'm not aware that somebody has a problem, it's like you almost feel like you being rude if I don't offer you a drink, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, like if you come Mm -hmm. to my house and we're having a kickback or a gathering or whatever, mm-hmm. part of my hospitality is saying, do you want something to eat? Do you want something to drink? I got some wine. I got mm-hmm. some soda. I got some hard liquor, some te- tequila mm-hmm. if you want that, you know. Mm-hmm. And nobody is thinking that, oh my gosh, like I'm contributing to this. You know? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's
1: so normal. It's yep. crazy. <laughs> yeah. And and one thing that I I don't want to do, and what I don't do is look down, I I don't look down on others that do consume or do, you know what I'm saying? They had their glass of wine after they eat their dinner. Hey, Mm -hmm. that's cool, that's that's on, you know, that's Mm -hmm. something you enjoy doing, that's perfectly fine. I just know for Tamika, coming from a family of addicts and alcoholics, and it's all an addiction, so we all addicts, I can't play Russian roulette like that. I can't just me personally. I can't. And no matter how much I look in the mirror and be like, Oh, well, I look fine. No baby. You were pre exposed to this this thing. And it came from this generation to this generation and so on and so forth. So that that's the thing. Um and what made me realize I had an issue was because I was functioning. Like you had said earlier. People I was go to go to work then uh couldn't wait to get off of work got some in my trunk you know waiting on me got some brown waiting on me in the trunk then once I had relapsed in um 2017 mm-hmm. end up I ended up um it, it got even worse it got even worse to where I was taking a shot in the morning before work you know what I'm saying like hey hey everybody how you doing you know just Mm -hmm. out of control and then wanting to sustain that high but then I was working a physical labor job so I wasn't even able to fulfill the quota (laughs) you know what I'm saying just just sweating liquor (laughs) like just Mm -hmm. ridiculous you know what I mean and um I just Whew, I got some stories for you, different different jobs and everything where I should have been fired, but God graced me. Do you hear me? I moments where I I could have lost my children, I could have had DUIs, I could be jacked up, all of that. But it's the grace of God. Thank God I have a husband that's loves his family and he gave up on me. And I mean, he, he don't know what, you know, addiction feels like, but he's there to support me every step of the way. And I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful.
0: Oh, wow. I'm, girl, I'm grateful for you.
1: Y'all Thank always you.
0: been so cute to me though. Like, y'all, <laughs> Thank you. Y'all always been like the cutest couple. So that's amazing. Um, Have you ever, have you thought about any treatment outside of the meetings? Have you
1: seen a therapist or um, anything like that? Mm-hmm. Um, this past year, for a year straight, I was going to therapy, um, individual therapy and um, like, you know, marital counseling. And um, but since we've relocated to this new city, I haven't. Um, I've, I've been given some referrals, but I haven't taken up the offer but um this this past let me see July or August, I knew I needed help because I was just like I just keep going in this cycle hmm. where I wake up, sip a little bit. All right, y'all, come on, let's get the day started. All right, doing everything throughout the house, sip a little bit more, you know, run an air in here, sip a little bit more, run the air in there. Why the sun is up? it ain't even nighttime. It's like straight daytime and um, by the, by by what? 7, 8 p.m. I'm in blackout mode. Can't remember nothing. But I'm functioning. I'm up and functioning. But just been binging all day long and um, I was like, dog, I think I, can I go to a rehab or something? Like, I just need to get away. Like, I just need to leave. Like, you know, um, but I, I knew I couldn't do that. Because uh, the way my husband works and we don't have family here. So I was just like, dang, okay, I can't run. I, right, Okay. And even then I didn't get it right. <laughs> like, but I'm pressing forward. I'm pressing forward and I'm going to keep telling on my disease. So oh, when.
0: Cool. This is a marathon, not a sprint, baby. Mm-hmm.
1: Seriously. Mm-hmm
0: you know and just the fact that you recognize that and that you're working on it Mm
1: -hmm. you know on
0: your own you know Mm -hmm. that is that i do really want you to find another therapist wherever you are though i really hope that the next time i talk to you i hope you found somebody because that's a whole nother topic that we'll be on that i'm that's gonna be a big a big topic on this show is mental Mm -hmm. health and counseling because, honey, mm-hmm. it changed my life. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to get into it right now, but I'm pretty sure you understand, like, that, it, it goes deep, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it's necessary. Mm-hmm. It's like going to a, a doctor, you know? And mm-hmm. if you had mm-hmm. the flu, you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't mm-hmm. say, "No, nah, I got this. No, mm-hmm. you need to go to the doctor before this turn into pneumonia and kill you, you know? Yeah, like,
1: yeah. yeah. and I got, I got some stories about that too because mental health is rampant in my family so <laughs> girl
0: don't get yeah. me started child please <laughs> yes ma'am i believe yeah. that's why i studied it in school that's probably why i was a psych major probably
1: you know? hmm mm-hmm. yes
0: yeah. and it and it's you know a lot of it is codependency you know sometimes you know you can be depressed or you can be stressed out or you can have anxiety and sometimes we don't know it you know Mm -hmm. i know i've had that happen to me before like you don't realize how stressed out you are until your body starts to tell you Mm -hmm. you know that you are or you don't realize that you're doing something until you actually sit down and take the time to reflect Mm -hmm. and that's what therapy is all about getting to the root Mm-hmm. these issues because mm-hmm. you know we can't keep putting band-aids on something that needs stitches
1: mm-hmm. you know and that self-awareness awareness, mm-hmm. self-awareness is so important Ooh.
0: so what advice would you have okay i got two more questions for you okay okay one is what advice would you give somebody that is going through what you are going through or what, what you have been through with this addiction
1: um, what advice would I give them? Um, hmm. the advice I would give someone that's um in active addiction or alcoholism right now would be to uh, don't isolate. Um, I know some people may, you know, be the social people and I, that was me. But then once it got out of hand, I was in isolation. I would, I hid it. I hid it. I hid it. I hid it. I had stuff in the back of the freezer behind the bed under the sofa. I just had liquor bottles stashed everywhere. Um, but it was my, my little secret. So just don't isolate don't isolate for the person that isolates because every that's not for everybody but I just know that that's what kept me sick for so long was because I hid it and I was isolating I didn't I didn't tell anybody friends or anybody
0: oh wow and your husband he didn't really pick up on it either no
1: Mm -mm. I kept it hidden I hid it yep
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. And also so with the meetings all the AA meetings I want to say I think that's pretty much nationwide, right? Like AA and NA. Mhm. It and it's 100% free, right?
1: Mhm. It's 100% free. There are no membership dues or anything like that. Um you just go in. You don't even have to say who you are. Um it's anonymous all the way around and um i've started uh going to this place called i hope it's uh, based in warner robbins georgia but it's a um a peer-to-peer type of uh recovery addiction program and organization and um they're doing some amazing work um i've been i've been going there that's that's what's really been uh helping me feel connected but AANA, any type of recovery uh, program or uh, just Google recovery meetings and it, it, it'll it pop up, it, it will pop up and um, you may see those people in the meetings, you'll see them at the grocery store, they won't even speak to you. That's how low key it is. Like, Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So oh, everybody well, don't need to know your business, you know.
0: absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely so what advice would you give like the friends and family members let's say if i had a friend or a family member who was battling this how what are ways that people can be more supportive of of individuals dealing with this illness
1: um support can come in different ways um Sometimes family members may not, friends or family members may not know what to say or how to say it, Uh, but just something as simple as, hey, I don't know what you're going through, but I can drive you there. Or, hey, I don't know, you know, what's happening or whatever, but just come talk to me. And it can be in small doses. It don't have to be like, tell me what's going on with you. Don't, you know what I'm saying you need to straight up and you need to you know what I'm saying um it's i know it takes a lot of patience and and everybody may not have that for their uh their loved one that's addicted but um no enabling no taking them to the liquor store no taking them to the crack house the dope house okay. no none of that yeah um, don't let
0: them trick you or manipulate mm-hmm, you. You can't mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure you won't do that, Mm -hmm. but I have experienced that with, you know, people that are close to me, you know, kind of try to manipulate you or guilt trip you into doing Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. and, you know, you don't, you know, you don't want to be
1: in the neighborhood. Yeah. I've had, I had my grandma, you know, before I knew that I had an issue, she was manipulating me to take her to the liquor store, you know, so... (laughs) Um,
0: who finna tell their grandma no? No,
1: exactly. I
0: couldn't
1: imagine, like, yeah. So, but, um, I guess let your yeses be yes and your no's be no, you know. And, um, they gonna have, and then on the tough love side of things, they gotta hit their rock bottom. Mm -hmm. They gotta hit their rock bottom. It's ugly, is you know. You you know it may be or you may cringe to see your loved one you know you know stooping so low or going so low but that's that's that disease and everybody's rock bottom ain't the same. That's true. You know
0: that is true. Yeah, that is so true. Well, honey, I really do appreciate you. This conversation got good. I did not <laughs> expect for it to go this long, but you gave so much insight. Like, you gave me a new perspective on a few things, honestly. I feel like this is something that we might have to come back and revisit, mm-hmm. you know, in future shows, because I definitely plan on talking about different types of addiction and we can go on and we can, you know, if you want to, maybe I can bring you in when we talk about mental health as okay. well, because I want to get a couple of therapists on here um, and talk about the stigma that we have in the black community surrounding that, because we know it's all tied together. Mm-hmm. It really is. You know? mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yes, honey, I definitely do appreciate you. Is there anything else that you want to add tonight before I wrap it on up?
1: Uh, just that I'm sending prayers out to the the ones still suffering, the ones that don't know they're suffering, to the ones that are about to come out, to the unborn babies that, you know, are getting a hit or a drink and it's out of their control. So um and, and thank you, Clarion, for for providing this platform and inviting me
0: oh Tamika, you're gonna make me cry girl (laughs) (laughs)
1: thank you
0: so much honey and I will definitely be in contact with you okay all right we'll be back on this show believe that
1: (laughs) all right thank you so much (laughs) all
0: right all right
1: bye-bye